Prather is the managing director of Armada Corporate Intelligence. Uh, Keith is an economist. He looks at the future. And one of the things that we in transportation are always looking at is where are we going and how do we get there? How soon, how fast? The Traffic Club of Chicago is pleased to continue our podcast series this time with Keith and some very interesting questions. Um, Keith, if you will, the macro economy um, is one thing and transportation economies are another. Um, right now, they seem to be a bit decoupled. Uh, can you help us to understand that? Yeah, thanks, Denny. I appreciate that. Um, you know, last year, if you think about the transportation economy, especially, and even the broader economy, 2018 was just a, a bumper year. Uh, we had industry experts that had been around for 35 and 40 years saying they had never seen an environment with capacity as tight as it was and demand as strong as it was. Um, we grew last year as an overall economy at about 2.9%. Now, looking at this year uh, for, for 2019, you know, we're still looking at macroeconomic growth, and, and, and some organizations will forecast we're going to hit 2.6% this year on the back of a really strong consumer, good retail sales. But for those of us in the transportation sector, we're feeling like uh, it's almost like a freight recession. And one of the biggest reasons for that is because of uh, inventory overstocks and companies building inventories to get out of ahead of uh, several different events. You know, the number one, you know, first and foremost would be trade uncertainties. So every time we've had a threat of increased tariffs, Companies have tried to jump out in front of those tariffs and order as much inventory as they could get their hands on uh, to inbound it so that it was in their warehouses long before a, a tariff hike would hit. And so with a little over a year now of, you know, these, these subsequent tariff hikes, uh, we've got companies sitting on too much inventory. So um, even though we're consuming it at a retail level, we're just not creating a lot of upstream demand in the supply chain, and that's why transportation is feeling kind of this sluggishness, even though the overall economy is doing pretty well. Well, one of the things that uh, economists are noted for, my friend Dr. Barry Asmus, who was a, uh, a speaker at the annual dinner back in uh, the 1990s um, when George Bima was president, a bit of history there. Uh, but uh, Dr. Asmus used to say, uh, that economists were really good at predicting uh, 11 of the past three recessions. And so the question becomes, um, how quickly will we see the next recession? Well, I would, I would add a, another kind of joke that we constantly tell, too, and that is that you know why God invented economists, right? It's so that we can make meteor meteorologists feel good about themselves. Uh, <laughs> We don't do a great job of trying to predict uh, too far out in the future. Uh, but I will say this, there are a lot of data points and a lot of economic metrics that we watch uh, that can give us a hint and give us a sign of, of what's coming with recession. So, you know, we've all heard recently of the, the classic, you know, inverted yield curve, uh, you know, and the spread on the 210, you know, treasuries and um, how that signals recession within 12 to 24 months. But what we do is we go back and we look at a metric that's been pretty accurate since the 1940s, and it's private investment. 
It's individuals and corporations investing money and spending money because they feel confident about the future. And we've continued to watch it. And through um, the most recent indicators that we've had, it remains positive. So private investment overall continued to expand at about a 4% rate uh, going into Q3. We'll get, we'll get new Q3 numbers coming up. And so the, the threat of recession immediately is, is not going to happen, right? Um, but what we watch for is long-term forecasts for private investment look like maybe sometime between the presidential election of next year and looking early into 2021, that's kind of the greatest chance for companies to be a little uncertain about the future, not quite know what to do. So they hold back on spending and that typically can lead us into uh, recession conditions. But left alone, everything else feels very positive. Consumers are still spending, uh, employment metrics are still strong. Uh, we've got wage increases that are just starting to tick up and uh, a little bit stronger than inflation right now. And so a lot of the underpinnings of the economy fundamentally are very strong, which means should be good things for transportation. Well, I guess that's the next question. What are the biggest economic fa factors that you see looming ahead for transportation specifically, uh, logistics, the supply chain, but uh, transportation because that's important, especially for the Traffic Club of Chicago? Yeah, you know, Denny, I think the, the biggest thing I'm looking at still, and this is going to be a broken record for me, but I feel like it's the inventory situation. I do feel like um, we're starting to see enough metrics showing, you know, inventories coming down. I'll just give you some for instances. Um, total business inventories nationwide are up about 3.7% year over year. But if you break it down and you look at manufacturing and retail, manu uh, manufacturing inventories are only up 2% and retail's up just 0.7%. So those inventory levels are coming down to a position where you know, back to the old school just-in-time inventory processes, we're starting to see those supply chains get back in cycle. Um, wholesalers, that's where the problem is. We see wholesale inventories up over 7% year over year, and so they're bloated and inflated. We want to see that number come down because once supply chains get back in cycle, then the transportation sector across the board feels it. Um, you know, we feel it with inbound um, you know, freight cargo and raw materials hitting the maritime sector. Uh, we see it in the truckload and the LTL sectors as they're trying to move products way upstream in the supply chain from the movement of raw materials all the way through uh, to component movement to the assembly lines. And then from the assembly lines, we see finished goods, you know, going to warehouses and going to retailers and then consumers. Uh, we also see it in the air cargo business. And when inventories are a little bit tight, um, we see more expedited movement of goods. So if the inventory figures will get down into a modicum range of what we would call balance, then I think the rest of the transportation sector really starts to take off. And we really start to feel what should be a, you know, two and a half percent growing economy. Um, and so um, that is the biggest thing I'm watching. Everything else is the age old story of a little tighter capacity as we see changing like truck driver demographics, um, you know, lead to more driver shortages over, over a long period of time. You know, it's a, it's a chronic problem in the United States and that will continue. We also see, you know, growing um, shortages of airline pilots, uh, rail engineers, uh, maritime captains. Uh, so the labor piece of this industry is, is gonna continue to be a problem, gonna continue to keep capacity tight. 
Um, and, you know, that's probably the long-term story. Is there a Amazon factor that we're seeing that is also impacting um, transportation? Is the parcel or overnight market, the quick market turnarounds, um, uh, are they impacting uh, how transportation is being impacted? You know, it's interesting, and I, and I won't speak for the specific carriers in those in those markets, but um, we're, we're going through a period of time where that market is changing. Um, Amazon by itself is such a huge beast. Um, when you think about just the amount of cargo and the amount of freight movement, um, you know, all the way from you know man, the manufacturing stage and, and inbound wholesale stage, all the way to then consumer at, at a household level, um, they control a tremendous amount of the transportation economy, if you will. And what's happening right now, obviously, is that Amazon's trying to figure itself out and, and trying to figure out what it is in relation to a supply chain manager. Is it is it a user of transportation or is it a provider of transportation? And you know, in reality, it's a little bit of both. Um, but I think some of its big biggest partners in the world, uh, you know, the UPS and FedEx and DHLs of the world, are trying to figure out what their future looks like with or without Amazon. And right now, um, the online uh, world and, and, and e-commerce fulfillment is so young. You know, when you think about the overall percent of uh, U.S. retail sales that are accounted for by e-commerce, it's such a small percentage. Right now, today, we think it's probably somewhere between 9 and 10% of total retail sales. Uh, some estimates have it just slightly higher than that. But it's on its way to probably 25 or 30% of total retail sales. So there's a tremendous amount of growth that will continue to come, and only a portion of that will ride on top of Amazon. There's another significant part of the marketplace that's going to ride on top of somebody else. So again, it's an industry trying to shake itself out, trying to figure out excuse me, what it wants to be, excuse me, what it wants to be when it grows up. Um, but it's uh, but it's on its way there, and I think as it starts to shake itself out, it'll it'll figure itself out. We alluded to it earlier, but uh, there is an election year coming up. And uh, so a question becomes, what are the biggest issues to watch uh, from an economic and or a transportation perspective? You know, that's interesting you bring that up because um, I'll tell you a little story. Back in 2014, I was sitting with a group of executives in the, in the transportation sector, and we started to see some changes in uh, private investment. And it happened as the election really started to catch momentum. and we were listening to candidates, a lot of them, and many of them didn't have a chance of really making, uh, you know, the final ticket. But a lot of them were going after big business, and big business was the target. And at the time, the way CEOs reacted is that they started to sit on their money. They started to they stopped investing, and um, they stopped hiring, and they started to slow down, uh, you know, overall economic activity. And so. The biggest fear is that what we would be going into next year is a return of some of that banter where, um, you know, the IT world, so we think about, you know, the Amazons of the world, some of the big IT companies. We also know that um, some of the big banks, we know that, you know, there's a lot of the corporate world that's going to be a target. And as candidates hit the campaign trail and make that some of their key, you know, platforms and key planks on those platforms, um, we know that it makes the business community nervous. If we throw on top of that things like Brexit and we throw on top of that some of the trade uncertainties, you know, what we would watch for in the election is that it stops investment and, and, and it curtails spending. 
Um, and then that's when obviously we would hit some economic soft patches. You have been a good friend of the Traffic Club of Chicago, and uh, we appreciate you being regularly with us. Um, one of the wonderful things about podcasts is we can play these things back. And so as we should with economists just to hold their feet to the fire, um, we should be uh, interviewing you just down the road and uh, see if the predictions of the economy are really predictable. And uh, I'm guessing that you'll come out the winner, but it sure would be fun to keep you on our po short list for podcast executives. Uh, and so as managing director, if you will um, accept that challenge, uh, we would love to have you back again and again, Keith. Um, so we thank you for your participation. I would love to come back anytime and see. I thought you were going to make me make a prediction, and then you were going to check on it two or three months from now and see if I was correct. And I know that's what um, you were doing. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, you you are you are welcome to throw anything more into the fire right now, uh, uh, but we're going to come back and check with you no matter what. <laughs> Very good. I appreciate it. You take care. Thank you so much. Um, and we will stay in touch. Thanks, Keith.